where we last left off, the party faced the infernal legions of hell uh, as Zariel stormed Mordenkainen's tower. Uh, they barely made it out of that combat with their lives, um, convincing Zariel right at the last to retake her blade and her celestial mantle, which in that moment dusted all of the fiends around, um, thereby completing another step in their plans uh, to get home. Uh, I will acknowledge quickly for uh, the, the elephant in the room for video uh, viewers and just a fun little thing for audio listeners. Um, we are in costume at the moment because we're, we are recording this on Halloween. Um, so I am, uh, we'll go around. I'm, I'm dressed as Mordenkainen, uh, Zoe. I'm a little mushroom witch. Uh, Emily. I'm Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil. Uh, and many people's fantasies. Uh, mm, yeah, that too. Uh, Laura. Conrad. Of course. Uh, and Johanna. I'm Crowley from Good Omens. Yes. Um, so I'm sure we'll have photos up of these costumes somewhere uh, come the release of this episode. Um, so so hopefully check the description for that. Um, but anyway, let us jump into the, uh, the episode proper as, as the party have had some post-combat uh, discussions. Uh, most notably, uh, Sevier and Fall uh, saying to each other the, uh, the, the infamous L word. Um, so, uh, unless there's anything in particular um, in the lead up, um, I believe Conrad was having, having a bath to get all the like blood and viscera off of him from the combat. Uh, yeah, he nearly died again. <laughs> Beatrice was, I guess, roaming around as Beatrice does. Stalking the halls as per yeah. usual. Yeah. Um, Mordenkainen eventually returns to like the the main room with with drinks and some food. Um, and you're all kind of able to relax for a bit. Yes. Sure. It's Bell next, I take it. Yes, the next part in our infernal deal. Uh, we go to Bell and we tell him of what we have done, and then he shall give us the dragon orb, which we then take to Arkan. Then we go from there. Sounds like we're on our way. It's the sum of it, yes. Hmm. Yes, there might go, I suppose. Um, can we take out an extra bottle for the road? Oh, of course. Of 
course. Um, just let me let me go grab uh, a couple of decent vintages for you. Oh, wonderful! And thank you. He goes back to the wherever it was he got the drinks from. Fall. I really didn't need to like um, sneak into his cellars or anything. He's been quite accommodating in giving out his alcohol. Hmm. Yes, well, I guess this is really our only chance to drink wine from hell. Yes, that's true. I may as well make the most of it. Um, not that I'm going to go uh, meet up with Belle's drunk or anything. I would hope not. I mean, ha! Huh. Oh, we really do have to go back to Belle, don't we? Yep. I mean, hopefully he will, though. I mean, we did what we said we'd do, so hopefully there's no uh, little loopholes that he's going to work through and, like, try to take us out or something. Hey, no, last time was... you were there, Conrad got a neat sword. That is true. <laughs> it's true. Hmm. Hmm. It just, I, I don't know, as always, it feels difficult to comprehend the magnitude of the things we have done before breakfast. Um, how are yes. we all feeling, actually? Great. Conrad is sitting at the table, not eating, just looking at the, like, glass that it just, um... It's kind of like doing that thing where you're kind of like leaning back on the chair at a certain tipping point. Um, that's about all he's doing, but he doesn't really look um, at either full or sevia. He's just looking at the glass. Good. That's all he does. <laughs> Are you not hungry? No. Oh. Uh, well. Beatrice, how are you? Beatrice is similarly not really eating. Drinking a decent amount though, and just sort of staring at a point like at the wall into like the middle distance, not really paying any attention to the conversation that's happening. Great, 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 great. Fantastic. Um, how are you, Fall? Yeah, I'm I'm doing really well. It's it's been a really good day. Um God just like beams at Sevia, but then um very much like goes and looks at the other two and it's just like expression drops and it's like a um yes, although I, I I guess things ahead will be stressful, but um I will get through it everyone. Yes, of course. We have to. 
that's a nice level of optimism. He does um, not say anything further. <laughs> he continues to stare at the glass. His embodied posture does not portray optimism. <laughs> this very uncomfortable breakfast chat. Yeah. Paul gives him a pat on the shoulder and gives him bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to roll a dice. Let's see. Yeah, no, pretty good decks. All right. <laughs> so he manages to catch himself as he, <laughs> True. he was leaning on a particular, like, tipping point of the chair. He's just like, Whoop. oh, sorry about that. A little bit more. I um, I underestimate my own strength sometimes now. Yeah, so he looks like full up and down, just like, oh, indeed. Thank you. Um, that was magic, yes? Yes, yes, um, uh, just a, a, a little bit of help. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, true, there might be combat ahead. We'll have to see if Bell how trustworthy Bell is. At this point, that uh, Mordenkainen probably returns uh, with, with four bottles of wine. Um, and he hands one to each of you and he says, My one bit of advice. Don't drink that out there. It would be an incredible waste. Why? Because everything you consume in hell tastes of ash. It does? I have some warding set up in the tower to uh, protect us in here from that magic. So that food isn't entirely unpleasurable. But anything you eat or drink out there is going to taste of ash if you're ah. lucky if you're unlucky will taste even worse huh noted i see thank you yes it certainly fits the symbolism of the place <laughs> excellent for a return then Yes, a sort of um. Oh, what are they? A celebratory pop. Beatrice uncorks hers and downs it. The whole bottle. <laughs> Roll me a Constitution saving throw. Drinking that much alcohol at once. Roll a general contract. Nat one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember what my modifier is. It's plus nine. Plus. Well, there you go. It's a ten, but it was a nat one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so you are instantly, like, drunk. You're not, you're not absolutely wasted, but like you're, you're probably like, um, suffering from the same effects as like the poisoned condition. 
um, as you are incredibly drunk. Uh, so for reference, that is disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Cool. <laughs> Beatrice isn't doing well. That's fair. Beatrice, 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 Beatrice. Sylvia like, just kind of flaps a little uselessly and looks at the other two to make sure this is not like something she has done when Sylvia is not in the room. It's just like, oh. Full just looks impressed. Well, that's one way to do it, I suppose. Beatrice? Yeah. Yes. Is there something you would like to discuss with the group? What is there to discuss? We did the thing I've been wanting to do my entire life. It didn't quite go the way I originally planned. But something happened. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. And now you've drunk a, a, a whole bottle of wine about it. Seemed the appropriate thing to do. She sort of squints at you. <sighs> I don't know the best way to deal with those sorts of things. That's understandable. See, Conrad understands. Conrad gets it. Corey looks a little bit off put by this. Um, they just, he just generally is just still glaring as he has been there. He kind of just kind of like just turns his head away and be like, oh, well. <laughs> I am not doubting that it is certainly a uh, strong coping mechanism. Um, just wondering about the particular urge to do it right this very moment when we do have a place to be. Not to sound matronly, but. <sighs> It'll take a while for us to get there. What difference does it make? It's an endless chain of things to do. It's never why ending. Get, yes, why, why not get drunk now? It's never too early. No. I guess I cannot fault your logic likewise i mean um i guess probably getting drunk later would be more effective beatrice sort of tries to tilt back on her chair like conrad but she's drunk so she goes backwards yeah um <laughs> 
I mean, roll me an acrobatics check at disadvantage. Oh, don't worry. I already if, rolled, oh. and I rolled a two. Oh. No, Beatrice. Which is still, that's still a 10 with your acrobatics mod. But yeah, like, you, you probably managed to get there for a moment and hang there for a moment before, like, just collapsing. Things aren't happening. She's she's not having a good time. Sylvia immediately like scoots around to the other side of the table to make sure she didn't die. I don't know if you do or not, but Sylvia, uh, Wall, do either of you have something for this? Uh, I mean, I can heal any injuries. Are you okay there, Beatrice? I'm fine. There, there. She's doing swimming there. She's swimming in something. I could technically um, use protection from poison to cure it. I'm going to point out, Beatrice has a way of, of fixing herself. Yeah, she does. She doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I won't make you, like, you don't have to roll insight for that. Perfectly happy being the town drunk for a moment. That's fair. <laughs> she did literally say what her problem was. Everyone's hmm. <laughs> like, oh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Morden Cannon, I don't think this is necessarily a moment of our fixing. I think this is just a yeah. little. Uh, I think Beatrice has to feel her feelings for a little bit. Understood. Uh, when Sylvia sort of. As Sylvia comes around and sees uh, Beatrice on the floor, Beatrice is now like staring at the ceiling intently and tracing any patterns that she finds in the ceiling with her hand. Oh, it truly is just like college. Uh... Um. Yeah, like some of the people outside bars in Serata. Hmm. Paul just like has no idea what to do with Beatrice. All right. Do you want a hand up? I can get up perfectly well on my own. And Beatrice sort of rolls over and staggers like trying to get up and probably bats fall with one of her wings <laughs> just like smacks him in the face as she gets up if Sevia's still close to her Sevia probably cops one too oh oh that was uh, quite the flail <laughs> i think i have a feather in my mouth You'll be fine. Right, I will. Uh, are we going over to our little um, vehicle? I think I may have a request for a trade with Belle. 
he has what I'm looking for as well. Interesting. Something to mitigate my condition for the time being. That makes sense. Then we're all going then. And Kara just like pushes pushes away like the plate that's been made out for him and then just stands up and gets touched, of course. Uh, then to the vehicles then. To the vehicles. And yeah, to so you go the out. Vehicles. <laughs> um, yes. I think he, he'll lug um, Beatrice along. <laughs> mm. Conrad, I think at this point you're probably finding that your infernal machine is running out of fuel as far as being pre-fueled. Yeah, so he's kind so of just you... checking over it. Mm. Um, that's right, because it was a gauge, I think. Um, yeah. She's fine, so he kind of goes, yeah. hmm. Is, so is there like a certain like, place where you can like fix something or like... like <laughs> How do you refuel it? I don't, yes. I don't know what you need to use, um, mm. but yeah. Um, yeah, so there, there is a kind of uh, a slot that you can place um, a coin into in order to allow yes. the vehicle to siphon the energy. Yeah, so Conrad um, opens up all of the little hip bags and takes out some horrible kind of coins really pulsating this horrible energy. And it just looks so it's like, all right, well, down the hatch. And he <laughs> throws it into the, uh, the slot. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. All right. So, um, and, and you all kind of head off towards Bell's Forge. Uh, can I get someone to roll me a d4, please? Sure. Uh, that is a one. A one. Okay. So it seems seems like um, it seems like you have a Vernus on your side. Um, maybe maybe as a side effect of redeeming Zariel while the uh, the plane is still without a master. Um, and it only takes you about an hour to make your way towards Bell's Forge. Um, and you are greeted outside by um, a pair of chain devils who seem to recognize you from last time and allow you passage inwards. All right. So, who will be speaking for the group? Um, well, last time it was a, a little bit of a, a collaborative effort of a sort, in that it was a, mostly Conrad and I. But uh, <laughs> if you, if you, Moldenkind, and have some things you'd like to say to him, uh, we as a group can kind of say our little piece, and then you can... Do your thing. Of course, I will keep to my own business as as I, yes, as you are the ones who are entered into this bargain. Yes, uh, to be fair, last time I do believe we left the simulacrum 
in the vehicle so you know just a just a little warning there uh just in case that might be a political issue for you of a sort since you live here it might be but uh i don't live here i have been stuck here because of that unruly dragonborn right that's yes no yes the mode of blood it was just a happenstance that's right yes ah uh, well right in we go and you enter the the uh the familiar forge uh the fire giants uh roaming around uh working on various pieces um Ah, so, yes, you've been successful. Well, successful in a kind. You may have heard news traveling quickly, of whatever that may be. I've heard rumors. Rumors of things happening, yes. Things that we may be involved in. Of course, nothing that you were particularly interested in, of course, you know, um, it just happened, it just happened. Interesting, yes? But can you, you like uh, well, they might be, can you confirm the rumors? reascended. She did. Wonderful. And? Uh, as far as I see it, the only other person that... The only other fiend that, uh... Asmodeus would even dream of placing in charge of this place. Well, when I give this orb to you... And she will probably no longer be an issue in my ascendancy. Then I've just got to deal with the blood war. That's that's a threat that I I will relish. Excellent. Always good to have a challenge. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be up to the task. Those disorganized demons won't know what hit them. That's the spirit. We wish you the best of luck with it. Uh, and he stands up, allowing you to realize just how much he towers over the five of you. And walks over to a chest uh, and opens it up. And takes out an orb that is um, it's hard it's hard to tell from this distance and with him as your point of reference the size of it but it is red in color um, and Ball and Conrad with your passive perceptions uh, Beatrice you're probably still a bit too drunk to notice and Sevia, you don't have the greatest of passive perceptions, uh, especially compared to Fallen Comrade. 
Um, but uh, though the two of you would notice that it almost seems to have um, almost looks as if it has a miniaturized dragon swirling around in it. Yes, this looks to be his liking. Pleasure doing business with you, hypothetically, of course. Of course. If there is ever anything else that I can do for you, feel free to call upon the name of Ben. I shall send a representative who is amenable to a deal. Karen looks like suspiciously, like <laughs> he like kind of just like subtly, like slyly looks around at everyone else, um, as he's, as if he's calculating something, and then he just like, but he remains silent, and then um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he, expression. yeah, he passes down the orb, which as it comes into proximity with you, you realize is about ten inches in diameter. Uh, so this is this is quite a big like yeah so yeah twenty five centimeter diameter is big. Um, um, yeah, and you have the orb in your possession. So who who is who is uh, reaching out to collect it from him? Conrad. Conrad. Okay. Um, He's been the talker of most of these. Yeah. This part of the chain. Alright. So. Do you have any other business while you are here? I have one thing. Modern Island. Mage of Greyhawk. Never thought I'd see you in here. I have but a simple request. If you have anything in your stall that can deal with my current predicament, then I am willing to make a trade for it. And what is it that is your current predicament? I found myself in a position where I was required to cast Wish in unconventional circumstances. And you won't be operating at full capacity again? Yes. Hmm. Let me see what I have. We have built a giant spring in my stores, but uh, what are you willing to trade? I have my wands, a wand of fear, and a wand of winter. Hmm. Well, if you were willing to part with one of those, then I could furnish you with a belt of hill giant strength. If with a with a two 
and you could sweeten the pot a little more than I might be able to go so far. The belt of stone giant strength. The hill giant strength will suffice. Uh, and Mordenkainen passes uh, the wand handle end out towards Bell. Do we have a deal? We have a deal. Ashwa, get the hill giant strength belt. Pass it to this old man here. Um, and you see one of the one of the giants pick up the belt. It's it's tiny in this giant's hands, uh, and pass it down to Morden, or pass it up, I guess, from where they're standing to Mordenkainen. Thank you. Now, unless the four of you have any more business with Bell, I suggest that we're on our way. Am I correct in my assumptions? Yes, absolutely. I'm glad that all went quite smoothly. We'll be in touch. Good luck. Good luck to you as well. And you depart. Run. <laughs> uh, good job in there. Sylvia says to Conrad as we walk out. He's just kind of carrying the orbs, uh, looking at it. Um, but he sort of like uh, slides his gaze up to look at her, like, "Oh, no, no problem." Not talking to any kind of dignitary, really. No, yes. but you. Are you? I hesitate to ask Conrad, but you haven't seen yourself. No, I suppose I am not. But that is that is how it is. Well, it is merely yes. a state of yes. You are a steward. Is there anything I can do? I don't believe so. There's not much that any of us could do, is there? No. But if you want to talk about it or anything, you have seemed rather not yourself for a while. It makes no difference either way. Talking doesn't really help anything, not for me. Whenever there has been issue, it is good to talk about it, it is good to feel things, but it does not bring about change. No, but, you know, better out than in or some sort. I have not heard of that phrase before. Oh, it it tends to mostly describe bodily functions, but it I find oh. it most 
yes, I find it most applicable to emotions, you know, like there's not always things we can change or things we can do, but, you know, sometimes saying things, it means you aren't just the only one dealing with them. No, I suppose not. It is useful. You are good at this, as is fall. Uh, I just do not find much. <sighs> it is of no matter. We have goal. We must complete goal and then see where that takes us. Well, yes, but it... Look, I know... I know I call you my, we haven't known each other very long. I'm just. We have not. But it does matter. Because you are clearly not, I mean, none of us are doing great, but you, you know, a lot has happened. And no one, no one person's plight is any greater or lesser than anyone else's. And, and it matters to me that you are not doing well, regardless of if there's no solution. It matters. He kind of, he's, he's still just like staring at the, um, the orb while she's talking to him. And he just kind of like shrugs his shoulders, so um, just keeps looking and like peering at it um, while he's carrying it. It's quite large. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate it, regardless that it matters to you, or that it matters to Fall. That is a uh, good sentiment. I appreciate that mattering. If that is the yes. Well. Well, you matter to us. And you matter in general because it, it, your value is not determined by those around you. I'm just wanting to let you know that I cannot speak for full, but I care about you. I want you to be happy. And yes, there may not really be a way to do that here, but it no. Good. Well, that is uh, an interesting sentiment to have, but I appreciate it. Well, good. But as for happiness, who knows? It's a difficult, only... difficult concept to attain. Yes. And one moving further away at every moment. So it is good to grasp it when you can. That is good. I am glad you and Fall have each other. I'm glad of that too, but... Not in the same way you have us too. And Beatrice, of her own sort, when she's not halfway down the river, Yes, of certain. Well, 
just <sighs> again just if you even if you don't believe it to be useful if you ever want to just to say it feel free to talk to me about what's going on that little head of yours um and uh, I, he just kind of like sighs um i just kind of like like again he's just still staring at this um orb he just adjusts his hands and like i will consider it good that's all i ask good We kind of like just plugs it down <laughs> in there, like um, in like a safe place in the um the big machine, and then kind of just like stop, like turns and then like turns his head back and like looks her up and down, and then just kind of um slopes out to look at the bike. She's like, good. And, like goes almost as if to like pat him on the shoulder, and then is like, oh, I don't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> And probably gets like one awkward pat in as he slopes past. <laughs> he kind of just like awkwardly looks over it and shoulders it off and, <laughs> and just st- stoops over to the, the bike. In the meantime, um, like, what? Oh, sorry, like while this was happening, Thor was probably just like walking, toddling along with Beatrice, just being like, so like, what, what is being drunk like? I mean, it doesn't look very pleasant is this like a normal way of experiencing it the drunken master monk has never been drunk (laughs) yes that's so funny beatrice sort of like thinks really hard it's like yeah i mean it depends on how drunk you are if you're just a little bit buzzed, it's like you're a little bit buzzed, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know about, I don't, I don't think buzzed makes sense, but like just before I drank like earlier today, I feel like a little, ooh, like, yes, if you drink too, too, too much, the world goes ooey. And you may end up losing your lunch, your dinner, and your breakfast from the day before. That doesn't Beatrice, roll me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Twenty-four. Okay, you're fine. I just thought it would be really funny if you failed that, and it was like right as you were saying, you might lose your lunch from the day before. As you proceed to do so, but no. Oh, that hasn't happened. Hold happened on yet to her with you. Mm. Oh, that hasn't happened with you yet, has it? Um. Well, not that you have ever seen. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just wondering, like, should uh? But I am a lot older than you are. I guess so. So you're not going to be throwing up on me in the in the trip, the next trip. Not as far as I'm aware. Excellent. Um, Unless there's some particularly rough ride. Okay, then. I will be prepared to dodge. Good to know. 
Good to know. Right then, uh, do you need a hand in the cart thing? I think I'm all right. And just as she says that, she like stumbles. Oh, okay, okay. He kind of like guides her in like using his tail. So are we going straight to Arkham? Or are we taking some sort of detour? I'd assume we were going straight there. Would make sense. We have no reason to detour. Straight there it is. Where else is there to go? I mean, there's a great many places to go, but uh, I imagine none of them are particularly pleasant. But neither is where we're going, so it's much of a muchness, except for this one has a path home. Yes, home. Right then, I'll follow you. All right. I'll stalk out again. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so can I have someone else roll me a d4 for the amount of time spent? I will do that. Driving. Okay. Three. Three. So three hours spent driving. Uh, Beatrice, can you roll me a constitution saving throw with disadvantage? As it's hell. All the rides are rough rides. Uh, the lower one was 18. Okay, so you do manage to keep your lunch in. Thanks, thanks to your paladin aura. The higher one was 28. Oof. Okay. Um, so it's not long before uh, you reach a point where, like, reach the furthest point that you can go with the with the larger of the two infernal machines. Um, so, all right. We're going to need to do the rest on foot, unfortunately. Although, Conrad, you can probably continue on on your machine. It has a low enough profile. Is there enough room for two? I mean, <laughs> Conrad looks her up and down. Is <laughs> like the little motorbike still humming? Like, sure, why not? Hop on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it would imp it would probably it's not built for two, so it would probably impact like the maximum speed. But considering you're trying to keep up with uh, or. Considering you're needing to go slow enough to keep keep Sevier and Fall and Mordenkainen within sights, uh, within range, then probably not that bad a thing. Um, Beatrice. And, oh, yep. Beatrice. Beatrice jumps on and like wraps her around, arms around Conrad's race, waist and is like, yes. <laughs> Her wings sort of oh, come around yeah. a little bit too. Or <laughs> just like freezes up. <laughs> mm. I've been wanting to do this for a while. The bike? <laughs> yes. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, goodness. Your oh, your breath. Hmm. <laughs> 
No problem. Hang uh, on. All right. He kind of like ribs. He'll do a little show off. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, as established last time, it's about an hour's walk uh, from uh, the kind of drop-off point at Archon's Tower to the Monument of Tiamat. Um, during that drive, Beatrice, can I get you to roll me a Constitution saving throw? At uh, disadvantage. No, uh, no, it's not that long a trip, so it's not at disadvantage. It's just a standard roll. So you'll probably be fine. Twelve. Twelve. Um, so you you throw up a bit in your mouth, but it's not it's not or beak, I guess. But it's it wasn't it wasn't bad enough to throw up over Conrad. Gulp. Thank goodness. <laughs> He'd be thrown off the bike. <laughs> He'd run you over. Mm. Um I will say, because because you because of the throwing up, I guess potentially sobering you up a bit. Roll me a Constitution save with disadvantage to see if you are still drunk. Oh damn! One of those was a nat twenty. Shame. Uh, hang on. 25. So, okay, yeah. So, between the amount of time it's been and um, growing up, um, you're, you're still a bit groggy and seedy, but you, you're no longer as overtly drunk as you were. Um, you're, not, you're not suffering from the, the poison condition anymore, at the least. The wind in her feathers has woken <laughs> her up. Mm. Yeah, Corrin's probably like just with, like, if it's not very um, even ground, then he'll be kind of just ramping over a couple of things. Um, I imagine the bike's probably noisy enough that it's like it's a relative, like be able to circle a little bit away from the main group, um, mm. zigzag around <laughs> while we're going. Yeah. Um, mm. But it's just probably, probably stretches her wings out a little bit. Probably around that point, um, um, Conrad will, will, will be like, how are you enjoying it? This is quite fun. Different to flying, I imagine. Not as exciting. Hmm. I mean, feels a little bit like flying when I stretch my wings out. Well... Close enough to flying is pretty good, I suppose. Hmm. Is it still you in there? Yes, it's still me. I wondered. Sword accepted you after all. It's something to get used to. It's something everyone's getting used to, including myself. What do you think of it? I mean, 
the extra height and the wings aren't too bad. It is strange. It is similar to how Fall is now stronger, bulkier. They're still the same shape. Hmm. They're still the same anxious little Fall. Not as much. Many changes have been done for everyone. Interesting. I had wondered. Hmm. Well, you didn't. What do you really... think? You... Oh, sorry. Well, you didn't really give me much of a chance to show you that I hadn't changed. I believe the sword had already said so. Would not accept me. Decided you were good enough, though. I thought that was much changed enough in my view. But I'm wrong. Sometimes. Everyone's wrong sometimes. Even Sevia. You'd better not say that too loud. He flushes a smirk back at uh, Beatrice. And then, um, yeah, it's very well. Fair. Well, I... Apologise for not speaking earlier. Apology accepted. Good. Have one more question. Of course. What do you want? What do you do to intend to do now that your goal is finished, as you said? I'm not too sure. Perhaps we it's time for me to atone for my own past sins. How would you do that? I have no idea. But the first thing is to get the three of you home safely. Yes, that is the goal. Although, if the other two don't stop smooching all the time, they might actually get... They might get something done. Tis true. Tis good for them, I suppose. I seem to, they seem to like that sort of thing. I've never really understood that, but, you know, um, mm. I suppose it can be fun sometimes. Well, I can't really kiss. Beak makes it a little difficult. I suppose so. The beak would make think many things, a great deal of things were quite difficult, I imagine, in that sort of parameter. I'm not sure. You are, of course, also women folk and a bird, so I've not really my territory, I suppose, regardless mm. of equipment or beaks or whatever. 
Mm. I can see that. Ah, uh, yes. Hmm. Good, good trip. Hopefully this will go well. Yes. Good. Well, I'm glad you have a postponement of goal now until you... I'm glad you have view of changing it, maybe. Or deciding what it might be now that you're left in, in, in with an absence. It certainly is an absence. Indeed. I am struggling to find purpose myself. Or have for some time. But who knows? Maybe we'll go home and be back in our plane in half an hour. Who knows? Anything can happen, I suppose. Things will be back to normal. It's at this point that uh, the two of you on the the motorbike kind of um, pull up at a point where you can, where you have a vantage on the monument. Um, and you see that there are a great many figures there. Much more than the last time you were here to meet with Arkhan. Um, and at the head of them you see uh, Arkhan flanked by two figures. The, uh, the turtle that you met, Krull. Uh, on his right, and a hulking black uh, minotaur on his left. Um, And behind him, a manticore, a monstrous beast that that has a disturbingly uh, almost humanoid face to it. Um, And they are standing on this podium of sorts uh, in front of, uh, yeah, they're standing on an altar in front of um, what appears to be the beginnings of some sort of uh, frame for a portal. Someone's been busy. Yes. Something more productive than we have been. Hmm. Perhaps. Should we wait here for the others? Maybe best. And kind of look like kind of like um, power down the the bike and kind of kick it out. The dismount still as he would do, as you would dismount a horse as yeah. usual. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll probably have wanted to discuss uh, planning how we're going to approach this. Um, yeah, so it's probably mm. it's probably not long before like you wouldn't have been too far behind. Um, the fact that the that there was the two of them on the bike meant that they couldn't get too far ahead. Um, and yeah, upon uh, catching up to them, the two of you also would see this site. You see, they probably can't quite make out the details of who's right in front but you do see there is definitely like this hulking black figure um like jet black um and a a kind of 
grayish uh, stout uh, creature flanking a um, a red figure in in dark black armor. And you're you're at least able to put together from memory that the figure in the center there is Arkan, and the the stout figure is probably Krull, the turtle. I think once we get home, I need to update my prescription. Oh yes, sir. Oh, that's that's quite a few new figures. Uh, oh, a manticore. Never seen one of them before. Right, um, everyone I was wondering, so Arkham, he, uh, the condition wasn't to give it to us straight away, the, the tuning rod. Do we have any kind of plan as to how to, how are we going to approach this? Is there a way to convince him, do you think? I mean, we sort of just seem to approach things where either we kill something or we, or we make, make a sort something out, so one way or another. He doesn't want to give it to us, and we have to fight him, I suppose. I suppose so, and now he has a whole entourage with him. Yes, the uh, numbers are very vast. Mm. Um, I would rather like not to fight a second war in a day. Yes. Um... I might have an idea, but I don't know if it would actually work. Um, I could try to convince him maybe I could use my appearance to my advantage. Um, uh, usually when I'm uh, trying to um, make people uh, do what I want, perceiving a certain way, I'm usually just trying to appear as very incompetent and such so that they underestimate me and everything. But. Maybe I could try to make him trust him me more by going, implying that I'm related to some very powerful devil and that I would keep my bargain as well. If I go, uh, I don't know how much respect he has for devils. I mean, he's not one himself, but there is generally the knowledge that devils will keep their words. So if we said that we would send back the tuning rod, maybe he would trust me, but... I don't know if he's the type. Not certain myself. We didn't get much of a measure of him. Beyond, yes. Um, and warring. Yes, uh, certainly. That may work. I don't know. Mordenkind, you should know. He stole. He stole from you. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But did he not uh, suggest that he would return it once he was done with his purpose for it? Which he seems to be in the middle of. Yes, he might need to step it up. Maybe he well, he'll probably set us off somewhere else or something. Possible. In that way, possibly we have arrived at precisely the opportune moment. Oh, so we just... You think he'd be about ready and we could just wait for him to do whatever other thing he's doing. It is certainly a possibility. But the horrible thing he is doing is bringing back Tiamat. Yes, that 
that is a problem. I acknowledge that, but Xandria is well protected. I don't think it will be as simple as he thinks it is. True. Gods. <laughs> gods are locked out of Xandria by their own doing. There was once a war there between the gods themselves and the gods and the mortals that was so destructive the gods decided that they should not be uh, interacting there anymore. I'm oversimplifying, of course, because we don't really have the time to go into it. But, long story short, Xandria is protected by a divine gate, preventing deities from passing through to the prime material. How interesting. Is that, mm. the, is, that, is that the same of most places? Gods separate from the mortal realm? No. No, it is not. There are very few... Well, there are some places where they are locked out. There are some where they freely roam. And there are great deal many places in between. I know mm. um, you're playing Fierlor. There is a. They are not quite as free to roam. Um, but. Uh, what powerful oh. thing would, would give a god in their own realm? What a fragile thing at the same time. If it is a gate in this place, Alexandria, yes. what makes you so confident it was difficult to open again? Takes more than a simple plane shift to break something so powerful. I can't we have seen many miracles to. so far on our travels. Yeah. Lots of things are possible. Yes. But perhaps Arkan is not capable of this. Although it does leave us with a potential quandary. Either we sit here and wait and he'll be back in a jiffy because this divine gate is not all it is cracked up to be. And then there is war upon the people of Exandria. Which, to be fair, as much as it pains me to say it, is not necessarily our issue. I can I reach out to peoples there, if needs be. The other issue is if it is difficult. How long do we wait? Now that is a question. I will say, I do still have one teleport left in me. If we all stay close enough together, if everything goes if everything goes wrong, then I can return us to my tower, for example. Then if we can 
from there get to get get to the uh, the dial before I am able to before I have to cast teleport. Then, well, we um, <laughs> let's just say that there's uh, um, I'll be able to. I think that staff in your hand, Sylvia, would be able to do the trick. Yes, it could. Alright, good. Well, I suppose the elephant in the room here, he probably won't be that excited to see you, Warden Harden. You people are. I take Imagine. it he already knows that you are working for me and trying to retrieve my dial. In a so way, surely, yes. Surely, he is at least partly expecting. He seems quite clever. Still might be fair for you to stand near the back. Of course. For safety. Yes. All right. Shall we go down? Koro takes a long look at his bike <laughs> and then kind of squares his shoulders up. Sure, let's go. Now remember everyone. Once more into the breach, friends. Stay close in case things go sour. And Conrad, you might want to, if you, if you intend to keep that bicycle, you might want to keep it with you. Uh, yes, well, many things disappear, won't you? All right. <laughs> he goes, you have to wheel it along with him, I guess. Hmm. Probably puts the sphere on there. <laughs> okay. And you head on down um, towards the crowd and you hear Arkan shout from the front as you approach her. Ah, so... Just in time for the show. Ladies and gentlemen of Avernus and all fiends in between, we have our guests of honor have arrived. Please come up to the altar. I, I take it you have what I need. And that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Okay. See you next week, everyone. Oh, well. Thank you for listening. Spicy. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.